Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Craft Beer Friends, it's Season 7, Episode 16 of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lewis coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, a dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man and home brewer, well, used to be home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? And what's in your glass? I mean, I still have all my home brewing equipment for now, mm-hmm. um, but Denny, I'm doing really good. Uh, it's Jeff Seiler. It's all good. You guys got this. Um, <laughs> uh, doing really well this evening. In my glass tonight, I'm drinking a beer from Bozeman, Montana, from the folks over at Mountains Walking Brewery. Um, and it is there. Yeah, of course, because I have a... There we go. I can Perfect. get it to where it's oh, not yeah. shining yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, shine um, on your face. If you do yeah. your face, it's okay. Yeah, you get the little little green fish, and then all you can see is the... There it goes. <laughs> Make the whole thing disappear. Uh, but it's their sweets. It's the... Um, too much glare now but it's uh, a peach cobbler style sour ale and um it's really um i feel like that there's a lot of fruit puree in here but it's a sour ale brewed with peach cinnamon and toasted oats so it's um it's got a kind of a pretty heavy mouthfeel to it but sweet with a little bit of tart and a little bit of cinnamon in there not too much cinnamon just yeah. the right amount. Just enough, right? Just enough. What about you, Denny? How are things going now? <laughs> so we got this going, and what's in your glass tonight? Well, um, things are going better now that I just poured a beer. Uh, I just got home. I scarfed down two tacos on not Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Monday to this week. Hey, that's good to um, me. But now I'm going to enjoy some dessert beer. Uh, I've, I'm drinking some Jim Dandy, and this is Jim Dandy's new 16-ounce packaging and this is their babushka russian imperial stout and this is a 10 percent abv beer 64 ibus uh and it's a beer that tastes like beer there's no adjuncts added it's just a good old-fashioned russian imperial stout good stuff uh looks nice and dark see i can't mm-hmm. you can't even see me through that right that's a good dark russian imperial stout just the yeah, way i, I like it. Did it right yeah so that's what i'm drinking and Yes, I am doing better now that that we got through some of the technical difficulties. I'm still hoping that everything works out with the Zoom audio recording. I haven't used the Zoom recording because normally Chris takes care of that, but hopefully that'll be good. And uh, we'll get the show out. But I'm glad to, we have some people listening on Facebook. How, how many people we got on there, Chris? Uh, I... As of right, oh, somebody just left. We're at five now. And then, okay. um, you know, people come in and, and out kind of throughout the throughout the evening so okay. we'll uh we'll keep an eye on that as well okay so chris you're coming across a little bit hot 
on the on the mic. Um, I don't know if anyone else that's listening on Facebook Live right now does he does Chris seem like he's a little bit hot on the mic? Just let us I know. Might, I might just be a little enthusiastic. But You're enthusiastic, but I just want to make sure that the recording doesn't uh, have you right. peeking. You know, like that first episode of From In Reality Beer garden or beer garden beer yeah. cast <laughs> um looking yeah i can see what you're talking about yeah, so yeah uh let's turn you down just as no it's okay we're uh, you must have uh had you did have probably some things tweaked a little bit different when we were at the at the beer garden maybe just didn't quite come back up to normal okay how about now okay now you're soft a little bit higher okay um here how does here work that works pretty good. Let, we'll go just a little, little bit, a little more. bit more. Okay. I, I think that ought to do it right there. Yeah, that sounds much better. You're not, you're not like peeking and scratching my ears. Like the top of my head is uh, standing up from the. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, all um, right. Yeah, I did. I had the one one thing adjusted because we had all that background noise when we were there the last time. Okay. Okay. But so, now you sound much better now. Hopefully, anyone on Facebook that's uh, watching, you can. Uh, let us know if Chris sounds better now or he needs to crank it back up because I just have weak he ears and, and sensitive hearing, okay. sensitive old age hearing. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So you're drinking Mountain Walking Brewing and I'm drinking uh, Jim Dandy. Uh, I also am going to be drinking uh, another stout, an oatmeal stout from Big Sky Brewing, the Slow Elk. So I'll pop one of those open later on after I finish this big babuska. And then if I... I'm still in the mood for some more beer. I also have a, you know, a nice little Martin lager left over that uh, is a nice little, you know, easy beer to drink to ease out the, the show with if, if necessary, just in case. All right, Chris, you ready to get the show started? I, I definitely am. All right. But before we do get started, I always like to let any new listeners know what Tap to Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 172, recording on Monday, February 22nd, 2021. And in this episode, we're going to discuss the Pilsner style and characteristics. And uh, this topic came to me because uh, in our last episode, I was interviewing Johnny Casino. And, you know, we, we chat back and forth and he, he asked uh, a question on my direct uh, Twitter messages uh, about a beer he was drinking while he was traveling uh, for work. And he said, hey, what's what's the deal with these Pilsners? You know, are there different, you know, how is it different from a lager? And and uh, is it supposed to, you know, what's it supposed to, what's the flavor profile supposed to be like? Because this one tastes really off. And so I gave him a little quick little primer, you know, as quick as I can on on uh, instant, you know, messaging, but I thought, you know what, I haven't, we haven't really talked about Pilsner styles and uh, the characteristics of them uh, in the show. And I'm shocked that we haven't done Pilsner. I think because for a while, Pilsner was not really my favorite style of beer. I kind of, I drink them when I, you know, sometimes, but I wasn't really a big fan and I've, I've grown to appreciate a good Pilsner now. Mm -hmm. So now I think it's time to go ahead and step in and talk about a couple of the different Pilsner styles, what their, you know, what the characteristics are and what the history behind them are. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, Tara and Jim, if they're on, uh, listen to us now, they usually are live. I don't know if they're on tonight, but you know, they, they went to the, the origins of the Pilsner and got to try and, and, vi and visit the brewery and try beer straight from Pils 
Pilsner origin. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Pilsner. Uh, and thanks to Johnny Casino. You know, I always like to uh, think of, you know, prepare topics that our listeners are interested in. So anyone out there, if you have a topic that we haven't discussed lately or at all, and you want to give a refresher on it, let us know, and we'll be glad to do that for you. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can count on Chris and I having some great conversation along the way. I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen, William Slemmer, who are our virtual producers, Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Terrell Carlson, uh, Chad Lamassa, Char- Mark Church, and Kirk Tabor, who want to buy us a virtual beer. If you enjoy the content that we put out, and we want to invite you to support the show by toasting your host or buying us a virtual beer, or even being a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. Now, being a Patreon does have some extra perks. Now, and nothing be nothing's behind a paywall, right? But if you do support us, we like to give back. And I, I think we're giving back some pretty good stuff. Uh, we reached a, a goal, a milestone goal, that once we had enough, uh, enough participants participants or supporters that got us over the $50 a month goal that um, I would design a, a new glass and I would send each of our uh, patrons that are over the $5 uh, support level, a glass, a custom glass for being a patron supporter. So um, I've actually designed that glass and I've, I went to research to figure out what the best way was to get it manufactured and get it out to, to our peop, our supporters Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's not easy. If mm-hmm. I want to do something that was like a single glass and they can send it out and deliver it for me, um, I'm, I'm going to be paying, you know, 25 bucks a glass. Um, hey, I love our patron supporters, but I, you know, I don't want to fork out that much money. So I found an alternative. What I did is I, I, I can get them made in bulk. And the more that we buy, the cheaper the cost per glass is. Now, the most expensive thing is getting them shipped out to all the, everyone out there. So I'm going to be providing our Patreon supporters with a free glass, but in order to try to save some money all around for anyone who would like to have a, a glassware, um, I want to try to get at least 24 glasses uh, ordered. If we get 36, that's even better. It lowers the price even more, but at 24 is what I'm going to order. And so I'm, I want to, uh, I sent a tweet out and a Facebook post. We do have a blog post on our website that talks about what this is. So, I designed a Willie Becker glass. A Willie Becker glass is this, if you're watching, is this style. Hold on, let me move my stuff out of the way. <laughs> is this style of glass. In fact, this is a 20-ounce glass, but it's the one I'm going to make you or, or provide is 21 and a half ounces. It's a nice, pretty-looking glass, and it has a nice spot for some good artwork on here. And uh, I designed a, a you know kind of a logo that utilizes the existing logo but then add some extra, you know, uh, class to <clears throat> class to it. You know, if, you know, Denny, if we uh, took our technology a little bit here and I can mm-hmm. spread this out. Oh, you could actually show it on the screen here, huh? Yeah. So we can go into uh, to share a screen. We can go to tapthecraft.com. And we can pull that up. Yeah. So you can, yeah. Look at, look at that. Hopefully it all oh, comes up. Oh, there's our handsome yeah. faces. Yeah, don't we look good? Uh, God, that was, what, four years ago now? It was Five a while. 
This is in Las Vegas. Yes, Tara, that is John's favorite glass. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, here we yeah, go. The, the Willie Becker is uh, is awesome. But so here's what the, the logo looks like. And it's in it's going to be in white. As you, as you notice, by having a glass with white ink, it shows up against most beers. You'll be able to see the, the stuff much better. All of my glasses that have black ink on them, you can't see mm-hmm. the logo. You can't see the logo with nothing in it, and you can't see a logo with beer in it unless you have a light-colored beer. So I like – I'm going with the white, the white ink. We're going to have a one-color white ink uh, and with this nice logo that will go right down – here if you're watching the video and i have an example of the glass on that same page did you show that chris i didn't see if you showed the one right below it it's showing it with black ink because i the background of the glass i wouldn't be able to see if it was white but that's what it's going to look like so um so yeah so i wanted to offer this to anyone listening um go send us an email if you like a glass now uh i i'm estimating that it's going to be about ten dollars shipping to ship ship it out to pretty much anywhere in the, in the United States. Now going overseas is going to be a little tougher. Uh, so if you are overseas, uh, it might be a little bit more expensive for me to get it over there to you, but send me an email anyway. I'll figure out how much it is and we'll see if you, if you want to do it or not. Uh, there's no obligation. Uh, so for one, one glass, uh, I think we can get the price with shipping $16 a glass. I know that's expensive for a piece of glass, but um but again, most of it's shipping, getting it out to you guys. So if since I'm not a bulk shipper, I don't, I can't get a discount on the shipping. So that's that's why it's going to be that price. Now, if you order more than one glass, the shipping won't be, you know, ten dollars per glass. It'll be less. So I mm-hmm. think I'm estimating about if you you know two glasses, I'll say about twenty two dollars. You can get two glasses. So that's about how it's going to be. Uh, if you want to just estimate the cost that it would be uh, to have one of these glasses, or if you wanted a pair to get two, and then you end up saving. Uh, a little bit money on each one. So, um, so yeah, go review the blog post, find out more about it. Send us an email at tap to craft gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to get, I, I'm probably going to place the order in mid March. So try to get your e- email to me as soon as possible. So I, you know, I know where we're at. And if we get over 24, I'll, I'll just automatically probably buy 36 and then I'll have some extra that I can provide uh, to people who want them later on that didn't get in you know, that, that listen to the show later than the opportunity to, to buy. So that's what I wanted to say. Um, that was long winded and really <laughs> went on forever, but Hey, I'm pretty proud that, you know, that I designed this label it's all line artwork too. So I can also use this for possibly a t-shirt or other swag because it will easily scale up or down because it's all line art. I, I did everything from scratch. I rebuilt my original, my original logo from scratch and everything else all in line art, uh, vector vector graphics. So it, it it really can just scale up as big as it wants without derogating the, the quality. Sure. Okay. All right. So that's that. Now we did get some feedback. And uh, here's, here's a cool feedback. This is from uh, Jay Walker. Uh, he wrote a comment on Podbean. Now remember, I, you know, we've had Podbean availability for a long time, but nobody ever really told me whether or not they were using it or not. And I don't have any way of seeing how many people use it. I'm kind of like blind to, to knowing, but I know that we least have one listener who is listening to us mm-hmm. on Podbean, and that is Jay Walker. And uh, he says, love the show. Keep up the great work. So jealous of the variety of beer you have in the US. I'm in the UK, so very limited, but it's getting better slowly. I'm an avid listener. I'm up to 132 at the moment. 
wow, that's fantastic. You are an avid listener if you're up to that far. Trying to catch up. I was listening on another podcast app and noticed the podcast stopped. Then found out you moved to another web space. Thought you guys stopped broadcasting, so glad you didn't. Also, just discovered your YouTube broadcast. Amazing. I can now see you guys. I will try to join in on a live broadcast, but got, uh, but got to try to work out the times uh, that are that uh, are in the UK. I think yeah. you're six hours in front. Anyway, rattled on enough. I'm Jay Walker. So yeah, fi- Florida is five is minus five hours. So if we record it at uh, six thirty floor or eight thirty Florida time, that's one thirty a.m. UK time, Jay. So yeah. if you're a night person. Hey, come join us. But if you're not, we understand. Uh, we, you know, we have had some uh, some drinking sessions w- that we had early to ha- to accommodate people that were mm-hmm. uh, in other time zones. So we might do that again. We did have a a happy hour uh, two weeks ago. I think we did, right, Chris? Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was all. <clears throat> that was all pretty domestic, though, uh, as far as folks that were on. But we, I know we've done it in the past. Where mm-hmm. I mean, we had uh, Johan was on, and he's from. Sweden and it was yeah. two in the morning and he was <laughs> yeah, on two, and he stayed the whole the two hours. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. So a couple of things. I uh, just want to say, Hey, to Steve Korsman, or you can find him on, uh, he's Florida Steve, Florida Steve. on untapped um, Florida, Tim Steve. Johnson. What's up, buddy? Oh, Glad Tim's listening. Oh, wow. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Tim. Um, and uh, Jeff Seiler said, awesome beer glass. Great job, Denny. All right. Sweet. Sweet. <clears throat> Um, and oh, and our Patreon supporters, you're going to get one free, no charge. But if you want to add more, then let me know. And it'll be a small fee to add those to your already existing package. So keep that in mind, too. All right. Nice. All right. If you want to contact the show with your questions or feedback or whatever, you can do that easily. Reach us through email at taptocraft.gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at taptocraft. And of course, Chris wants to see your pretty face on Facebook or your comments. Uh, just follow us at <laughs> facebook.com slash tap to craft. And of course, visit our website, tap to craft podcast website. Um, you know, like I said, I just put on a blog post that talks about our new glassware. So there is new stuff coming uh, on there all the time. So go check it out uh, and be, you, you can find out when our new YouTube videos post. And of course the uh, podcast for us and the fermented reality beer cast. Uh, I also post them there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris, I've been talking long enough. Let's get this, or let's continue this conversation because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm are, gonna you re- are you ready gonna, or what? No, I'm totally ready. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna interject on this beer though that I'm drinking. Oh, okay, uh, from Drecker Brewing Company. The, uh, oh, nice. This is their uh, Slang Du Jour, and funny enough, the first beer that I had was um, I peach cobbler style sour ale this one is blueberry peach so we can get in the focus in there the camera's trying so hard yeah it's trying real hard to focus on that but it's a peach blueberry um it says it contains a significant amount of fruit so please keep cold at all times (laughs) or it will explode Uh, yeah uh so blueberry peach cinnamon brown sugar granola lactose and vanilla beans and i definitely expected this to be oh i'm so out of focus right now um i definitely expected this to be a lot on the sweet side and it is not it's uh sweet like fruit sweet but not over the top crazy um 
you know, sugary sweet. So okay. tastes like blueberries and peaches. So man, it's uh definitely definitely a little juice like. It's like a breakfast smoothie, right? I like that it's, color. It is. Yeah, it's uh it's that natural blueberry color too. Yeah, yeah, no such thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> we discovered that from where do we discover who was on it said that besides you i know you said that but does someone else tell us that too mm. or just you i guess you're just a smart one yeah sure the, i'll take it the food the sure. food the food guru yeah i'll take it that's fine okay. yeah. so we're gonna start off from four hours ago since we just talked about him a second ago florida steve he's drinking a nelson bliss by civil society brewing mm. and uh florida steve I'd be curious to know whereabouts uh, you are in Florida because I know uh, Tim Johnson with with us in the uh, Fermented Reality Beer Cast is kind of down that way too. I know he goes to Civil a lot. So, um, but anyway, Steve is drinking that Nelson Bliss, and he said so smooth. Socks are off. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> cap rating for that beer. Socks are off. Um, Mike Allen is drinking mm. a Lager of the Lakes by Bell's Brewery at Taco Mac mm. in Lawrenceville. Um, four cab rating for that beer. And let's see, one more for him too is uh, the, the, the Wonderland Nectarine Ale by Sierra Nevada Brewing. And it says, very nice Kolsch. The tangerine shines but doesn't overpower. This will be a great summer beer. Steve Korsman, you're in Boynton Beach, Florida. Okay. Um Four and a half caps for that uh, for that Wonderland Nectarine Ale from Sierra Nevada. That sounds pretty good. Um, next on the list, Jeff Seiler, excuse me, is drinking a Gulf Coast Double IPA by Untitled Arts, and it's a delicious collaboration Double IPA from two great breweries. So uh, let's see, Untitled Art and Parish Brewing. He said, "Tropical and dank, lovely stuff." Uh, four and a quarter caps. For that beer um mike i want to read this one just because of the name of the beer mike allen's drinking a snozberries tastes like fruit camp crazy mm -hmm. zombie <laughs> by <laughs> pontoon brewing uh four cap rating for that just the beer name in itself get would get me mm -hmm. um tara carlson um Let's see. Tara Carlson is drinking an heirloom lager by Union Craft Brewing at, and drinking that at Untapped at Home. It's a dark lager in Chinese kind of evening for them. Life is good. I was hoping they were being modest on the hint of smokiness, but it was just a hint. Okay. Another good lager from Union, though. Um, four and a quarter caps for that. And we get to see uh, Jim enjoy some Chinese food there in the picture. <laughs> What's he uh, eating? uh i can't really tell. chicken i can't really tell <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I can't really tell yeah the, the beer and the glasses are in the way um and steve korsman saying he hits up civil's west palm location a lot tim johnson replies with fresh to death from the big can yeah oh. i would too um let's see back to where we were and chew your beer robert out in oh, california robert. is drinking a jimbo pills by highland park brewery and uh first in my community to untap this beer such a proud day for him right? <laughs> this pills is wickedly hopped crispy and hoppy four and a half caps for that beer that does sound pretty good um next on the list 
Jeff Seiler, hoof hearted. Uh, he's drinking $60 nachos by hoof hearted brewing Uh, super fruity and mildly sweet drink so easy for an 8% this is dangerously dangerously delicious stuff Uh, four and a quarter caps for him I like the lacing on your glass I know it's got got some legs doesn't it Mm -hmm. that's a sign of a good beer Uh uh-huh continuing his check-in streak for the 780th show in a row (laughs) Yep. Uh, Chad <laughs> Lamas uh, is, <laughs> yeah, carry the six. Uh, he's drinking a Kodiak Kolsch by Bear Chase Brewing Company. Picked this up over at the brewery over the weekend on my 50th birthday trip. Oh. Okay. That was, wait, that was Chad? No. Is 50 now? Oh, I missed his 50th birthday? Oh, you know what? yesterday. No, I actually have it in my shout outs for tonight. That's what that's why I didn't say anything. I oh, bit, I, that's okay. Sorry, Chad. I meant to I, I put it in my notes and then I meant to uh contact you and I I forgot. I'm sorry. Ooh. My bad. But hey, you'll be on the show. I already had it in my notes down below. Yeah, you'll be yeah, a couple times now. Um <laughs> such, a, <laughs> such a beautiful Jim Kuds all said you're no longer a kid, Chad. Yes. Uh, Great Kolsch, by the way, super crisp and delicious. Four and a half caps for that beer. Drank that about an hour ago, or at least checked into it about an hour ago. Um, Sarah Zawadzki is drinking a double dry hopped broccoli by Other Half Brewing. I like that beer a lot. Um, Four and a quarter caps for that beer. And Art Warcheck is doing some market research uh, on some Blake's Hard Cider. The uh, blueberry lemonade hard cider. Now, um, Art is for any of the folks in um, the Cleveland Akron area. Art is the beer buyer at the Giant Eagle Market District over in Cuyahoga Falls. So, if you want to go over and get some really good beer, go over and say hi and tell them I said hello as well. Um. Oh, yeah. Well, now that Steve and Tim are going back and forth talking about how much they've been drinking fresh to death. <laughs> Steve is drinking a fresh to death. Oh, there you go. There you society. go. Bright and citrusy, lots of citrus hops used, and it shows a four cap rating for that beer for Mr. Steve Korsman. And William Schlemmer is drinking a Little Sister Wit Beer by Door County Brewing Company. Pretty good wit beer from Door County, Wisconsin. Beats Who Garden. <laughs> okay uh three and three quarter caps for that beer um let's see next on the list sarah zawadzki you've been picking up some pretty good stuff there lady um the worries vanish by sun lab brewing and once again checking into the untapped at home location four and a quarter caps for this beer um no don't know much about it but uh let's see what else is on there last but not least Art Warcheck is drinking a vanilla double fruited strawberry hill by Southern Grist Brewing Company at his favorite check-in, North Phil Harmstead. Mm-hmm. And he gave it four and a quarter caps on that beer. And I'm going to hit refresh and see. And that's what everybody's drinking, Denny. All right. Well, it seemed like a light night. <laughs> um, so it was interesting because it. <laughs> I always like to see how um, how it goes the first one I read was from four hours yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And then it was yesterday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right over 24 hours ago. So, yeah, uh, yeah you know, we take what we can get. Yeah. Nah, Guys drink good. more beer, so we have more check-ins to read, huh? Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, I <laughs> drank a lot of beers between our our last show that you and I mm-hmm. uh, recorded, and I mean, it's a month ago, right? And I had so many check-ins of new beers, and a lot of them were very good beers. But you'll find I I, I went back a month and just picked six of the ones that were above four and a half, uh, five or four and a half. So I have six beers that are all in that category that we'll talk about our new Norworthy later in the show. Yeah, I uh, I was also there with you when it comes to that, you know, a large number of beers and I I, I had to space them out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't, man, I would have put a bunch of them on there, but I, I think I stopped at four, maybe five, which to me, I feel is unusual for me. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's two or three. Once in a while you do have four, but usually it's mm-hmm. two or three, but yeah, it's good. So it'd be fun to see what we're drinking. And honestly, you know, we don't have a lot of content. I, I mean, I do have this pilsner section we're going to go into right now with the brew buzz but other than that it's pretty light in content so we can spend a little time on our new and noteworthy beers mm-hmm. so that'll be good all right well it is time for the brew buzz and the brew buzz is devoted to discussing various beer related topics and this week we are discussing the pilsner style offerings and their characteristics and i do have a a, a number of sources that i use to, to to pull out information that we'll be talking about in the next uh, few minutes um, I will, I'm not going to list them out now, uh, but I'll put them in the show notes and on, on our show post on our web, website. If you want to go and visit some of them, and you can go ahead and visit. But uh, mostly it's from the you know Wikipedia on Pilsner. I mean, that's a good place to start. And there are references that call out real you know facts there. So it's not just all made up, probably a little bit made up. But uh, so there's some factual stuff. In. And of course, craftbeer.com website has some information on some Pilsners. Uh, and then uh, a couple other sites that, that just give a little bit of information. They're, they're, a lot of the information is very similar because this is an old style with a lot of roots. So we're going to talk about the two main pilsners that you're going you're gonna to find out in the wild. And then we're going to talk about one pilsner that used to be big in homebrewing here in the States, but has kind of died down a little bit as we've gotten into modern times. It's, you, know, you don't see this as much. Uh, and, and we'll talk about that when we get to it. I, I didn't, I'm not going to mention the, uh, I, Italian Pilsners that we already talked about in a show last year, um, because we already have a show on that. And, and that's kind of a new style. That's not necessarily an official style, but we talked about those hoppy Pilsners that, um, you know, already. So, um, you can go back and listen to that show if you want to have more information on, on that. So Chris, um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I'll go ahead and just give this first brief history and then you can start in with the OG. Does that sound good? That's where I always love to start, yeah. especially with a background like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's why I figured you're you prepared for it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So first off, I just want to say that Pilsners are lagers. So there's a lot of confusion out there that people don't know what's the difference between a Pilsner and a lager. We well, you know what? They're both lagers. Just Pilsners are a little bit different. So that's what we're going to go ahead and focus on in this episode is is talking about the characteristics of a pilsner that kind of separate them from a normal lager that was uh, brewed back in the day. So a little brief history. In the city of Pils or the city of Pilsner Pilsen began brewing in uh, 1295, but it, until the mid 1840s, most Bohemian beers were top fermented at that time. The tastes and standards of quality often varied widely, and in 1838, consumers dumped whole barrels to show their dissatisfaction. Now, I've heard this story uh, on a number of 
retellings uh, on other podcasts and some articles that I've read. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard the same thing before about, hey, they really got pissed off and they decided to go ahead and have a beer revolt and just dump their beer because it was just crappy beer. That's kind of an interesting little fact there. The officials of Pilsen founded a city-owned brewery in 1839 called Mastansi Pivovar Pilsen. Uh, and that just means Citizens Brewery, and, and which is now called Pilsner Urquell. So that's where Jim and Tara went to when they were in the Czech Republic, uh, which was to brew beer in the pioneering B Bavarian style. Brewers have begun aging beer made with cool fermenting yeast in caves to improve the beer's clarity and shelf life. So now we're starting to get into the point where they're starting to store beer. And they found out when they store beer and they're using these uh, yeast that are that work well in cooler temperatures that it actually clarifies the beer and uh, and it provides a nice good shelf life for it in that in that cool cave uh, type environment the pilsen brewery recruited the bavarian brewer joseph grohl who using specifics of local ingredients and paler malts presented his first batch of pale lager on october 5th 1842 so joseph grohl is the is the man who is supposedly, you know, came up with this, this first Pilsner uh, style back in 1842. The combination of Pilsen's remarkably soft water, local Saz noble hops from nearby Zatek, brighter malt prepared by British technology, and Bavarian-style lagering, which is bottom-fermented beer uh, termed at the time, produced a clear golden beer. The recipe was regarded as a sensation and took hold very quickly. So again, the key things here, they're soft water. So their water had a lot of minerals in it. Well, actually, I, I, I don't want to say uh, minerals. They had- Maybe it was hard. Maybe, the, maybe it didn't uh, have a lot of minerals. It didn't, but there's, um, I think, that's a good, now I'm getting confused. I always thought you're right. Because soft water is like when you remove the, the minerals. Maybe it did have a lot of minerals removed. Or it had, I was trying to think if, if gypsum, softens soft, water or soft water is free of harsh minerals harsh minerals okay mm -hmm. yeah well so it has soft um, water so hard water is the excessive presence of calcium and magnesium okay that's that's probably it so gypsum i think as a softer uh, touch to it um and then those harder yeah those harder materials give you a harder water so i think I think it had some material whatever the minerals were that made it makes it soft in, in the water because no because i don't think any water back in the in that area is like free of any minerals, right? There's gotta be stuff in there. Well, I mean, it's gonna, especially if they're using, you know, back then they were probably using water that came from springs and from, from mm -hmm. streams and stuff mm -hmm. and whatever rock formations happen to be around, it's going to take minerals from those yeah. rocks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I found it interesting too, that we already talked about noble hops uh, last year when we talked about our hops series, we talked about a whole series of noble hops, uh, so that's that's no surprise that those are the hops that are, are being used here. But they also, you know, they are also went and took some malting um, te techniques from uh, Britain to, to to go and and make some malt that was special for this uh, Pilsner style, this Pilsner pale malt. So again, um, it's pale because they're not roasting it in a open you know, in, in a way that's going to make it darker or, or smoky or anything. They're, they're doing it in a new technology that gives you that that crisp and clean 
malt character versus the older ways that they might have done it in the past. All right, so that's a little bit of the history of, of the Pilsner style. Um, now, Chris, let's go ahead and talk about the OG Pilsner. We, we kind of mentioned some of the stuff in the previous day, but this will go a little bit more detail. Yeah, so the, uh, the OG Bohemian or the Czech Pilsner, uh, Joseph Grohl, Mm-hmm. probably relative of david um <laughs> was the original. different spelling no different spelling yeah, okay. yeah no that guy, well you know you know how names transition through times maybe oh, that's true yeah right yeah um joseph Grohl was the originator of the first czech style pilsner and he combined bavarian bottom fermenting lager yeasts lighter malts and spicy zots hops for the first time in 1842 the best Pilsner beers are characterized by a bready, biscuity, toasty malt profile with a gentle, spicy, noble hop character from indigenous Zatek hops. Is there something on my screen? No, that's something on the in the actual sheet. Um, <laughs> Pilsner was revolutionary. Pilsner beer was revolutionary, sweeping Europe as the first ever palatable, clear, golden yellow brew. Palatable. Palatable. That's yeah. always always a key <laughs> yeah i think i think at this time beer was rough right they were they oh, just sure it was have, so harsh yeah yeah they just didn't have a good consistent brewing process and that's why they got pissed they're like you know what damn it can't you guys make some good beer this is crap and it wasn't consistent and, and now comes along something that's actually palatable which is mm-hmm. nice well i mean think about it they were just I've heard some some instances where they would just throw random ingredients in there, toss some <laughs> bread in there for the yeah, heat. That's right. Let's see what came out. That's right. To leave right? some bread out in the rain and then pour that in <laughs> to make a beer. Yeah. Um, the style eventually made it to America, but today the Czech Pilsner is still thoroughly available with a flavor profile that's a balance of soft malts with the spicy floral Zotz hops and sometimes grassiness flavor. A flavorful malt backbone balances their signature hop bitterness, delivering an overall clean flavor with little to no fruity yeast esters. That's important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the key thing that I take away from most Pilsners is that is that clean finish, right? There's Mm -hmm. there's and and sometimes that clean finish you know can leave you a little bit wanting something more, right? Sometimes it's just too clean. And, uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's what I take mostly from Pilsners is just that, that abrupt clean finish, uh, crisp, no back talk. Uh, if there's a, if it comes across a little bit bitter, you're going to get that bitterness right there. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's it. And that's, that's the next point is that there's a bizar- that man. There's a, <laughs> a bitterness that's more refreshing than aggressive, yeah. but the finish is nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's kind of that, uh, it, it kind of makes you want to drink more. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a Pilsner a couple of days ago. Now, granted, um, I don't know if this is showing up on my screen, but like there's some redness on my face right mm-hmm. here. No, you got in the sun? <laughs> or are you getting beat? You know what? Every once in a while, I probably deserve to be back to the face. But hey, no, it was because uh, the sun. Uh, I was out in the sun, got a little sunburnt. I'm peeling over here on my arm or my leg too. Um, so yeah, that that bitterness uh, was nice, right? On a warm day, you get mm-hmm. that that crisp little bit of bite from the from the uh, hops, and to me, it just makes me want to drink more of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a proper pour of a Czech Pilsner yields a dense, frothy white head. Yeah, that's for Tara right there. She likes mm-hmm. she likes mm-hmm. her dense, full head of uh, of Pilsner beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she did mention that they. Uh, 
uh, earlier when we were talking about, we brought them up and she did enjoy a lot of those Bohemian Pilsners Yeah, uh, when they went on their trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the characteristics you're going to find in this check, in this, uh, in the Pilsner is going to be balanced, biscuity, toasty, crisp, and medium bodied. Uh, Colors are going to be pale yellow to light gold. And the alcohol by volume is going to be anywhere between 4.1% and 5.3%. This is a nice, easy drinking beer too. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's uh, because the IBUs are anywhere between 30 and 45%. So it's not super bitter, but there's definitely that a little bit of that hop bite in there too. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I, I, and I think that's what, to me, the Czech Pilsners that are on the lower end of that bitterness, for me, I enjoy more than the ones that are on the higher end of that one. But I think, because I think when you get that, that extra hot bitters in there, it takes away from some of that cleanness that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it has. Right. And it just leaves yep. you with that, that too much of that hop. And, and, and I, and I think, okay, one is good. I don't want to drink more than one, but w- when you're down there at that 30, it's just like a better balance of that, of all the, the flavors that are coming out across the board because it's a delicate, it's a clean, refreshing, pale malt, you know, biscuity. You're going to taste some of the hints of those spiciness uh, maybe some grassiness in, in those hops and that balance of flavors really is nice. And then when it goes a little bit over the edge on that hop finish and it can a little bit too much bitterness, I'm like, no, I have IPAs for that bitterness. I, don't yeah, I was going to say it starts getting into that pale ale flavor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Some commercial examples in this beer. Uh, definitely Pilsner or Quell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First and foremost, uh, Oscar Blue's uh, Mama's Little Yellow Pills mm-hmm. and Lagunitas Pills. Yeah, yeah, those those are the ones uh, that I put in there that I recommend. I, I like all three of those beers. Mm-hmm. Um, these are ones that I think are good representations of what a, what I consider a, a good Czech pilsner is. And if you go, and there's a lot of breweries that brew other things. You can get some local ones. Uh, I can't speak to them all. I just know that that with these three here, I think you have a good opportunity to uh, enjoy some Czech pilsners. Yeah. or bohemian style pilsners mm-hmm. okay now we got that big one out of the way that's the og that's the first one that they discovered and was the best well you know what the germans can't accept you know that that they're not the best. second best yeah <laughs> so the german pilsner is comes along next right so the german pilsner uh, also known as uh pilsner uh, aka pils uh, is the style that became popular after the bohemian pilsner uh, which was made with German lager yeast, took off. In 1842, Germans quickly set about brewing their own Pilsner-style pale lager. The naturally higher sulfate content in German water compared to that of, of Pilsen in the Czech Republic generally gives German Pilsner beers more prominent hop bitterness than their Czech Pilsner counterparts. That's that, that water, right? So those mm-hmm. Czech Pils, softer, not so harsh, sharp, you know, uh, but these German pills, they want, they got some more sulfate in there. It's going to be a little bit more, you know, harsh on that. So, yeah. So maybe that's why I, I don't know. I, I always, th- I've had some Czech Pilsners that, that did come across harsher than some mm-hmm. German Pilsners. So I think it's just a, depends on the, on the brewing process. 
they also reveal more noble hop flavors and aromas amid a lighter body with a paler color and a crisp mouthfeel. The German Pilsners may express a grainy malt background. German lager yeast that contributes little to no esters to the brew helps craft a clean, refreshing character. Made with Pilsner malt, the German style could be made with saws or any combination of German noble hops, resulting in a style that's a bit more hop forward than the Czech Pils. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if I've had too many German Pils that are, I would, I would say are hop forward, but I understand what they're saying. I, I mean, I, I've never, the only hop forward Pilsner is probably, the Italian Pilsners are probably the closest thing I've had to a hop forward Pilsner, but Maybe there are some good German pills that are, you know, hop, hop uh, for. All right, the malts, even some multi or uh, add some multi sweetness may uh, make an appearance as uh, as can clean, delicate citrus citrusy flavors. But the hops are the star, making for a clean, crisp beer that refreshes the palate. Okay, okay. Now, I, now I want to take German Czech. And Italian pilsners and try them all together. Yeah, and we should have a, a taste off. That, you know what? We can probably do that. Although finding Italian pilsners might be a little tough because that was a fleeting thing, and I haven't really seen too many uh, Italian. But maybe we should do that. We should do like a see if we can do a taste off and see if we can taste the differences between the the, the different styles. All right. So the characteristics: crisp, floral, grassy, biscuity, and light-bodied. It's a pale yellow to a light golden color. The uh, alcohol will be 4.5 to 5.4, very close to the to what the uh, what the Czech Pills is, and the IBUs is the same as the Czech Pills, uh, for 30 to 45. Uh, some commercial val- uh, examples here. Uh, again, these are three that uh, I enjoy: uh, Bitburger. Uh, Victory Prima Pills. I love Victory Prima Pills. And of course, I love North Coast Scrimshaw Pilsner. I've mentioned Scrimshaw Pilsner as a as a, an alternate to a light beer. That, that if you don't need a lot of calories, it's under 100 calories, like like 80 calories for this, this Pilsner. Nice. Lots of flavor. Fantastic beer. Um, I could drink this Scrimshaw all day long and, and really enjoy it. So those are the three recommendations i have for you goes to go out and try uh, if you want to do a german pills and and i i don't think um if any of the if any of them come across a little bit more bitter than the other is probably the bitburger is probably the one that is a little bit more bitter than the other the other ones are, are a lot more smooth than what the german pills style calls out that it could be all right so before you start this last one because i'll just take the last one um, okay I mentioned that this last one we're going to talk about is not a, a really uh, currently, I would say, a recognized style that that anyone's really brewing. But back even 10 years ago, 10 to 15 years ago, a lot of craft brewers that were brewing Pilsners here in America were brewing an American Pilsner, but it was an imperial style American Pilsner. And I tried to pull out from my memory different. I, I know that Tim Barrow had one that I enjoyed. And I can't remember the name of it, but there's a few breweries that I think uh, Deschutes had one I, I also liked. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember the names of them. Um, but the American Imperial Pilsner uh, was a style that was pretty big in mm-hmm. the craft beer scene when the craft beer scene was a lot smaller than it is today, like yeah. like a quarter of what it is today. Um, you, you would see breweries that would go the extra mile. They were just amping up 
the Pilsner to an American, you know, powerhouse. It's got to be big for us. Got to be big for us. <laughs> and taking advantage of those American, hop, you know, hops to to be a be more present in it than the than the noble style hops. So yeah, this. Uh... So here, go ahead and read the the American Imperial Pilsner. Yeah, and and I was looking at this, and I looked at the characteristics while you were going through the previous version, and I looked at it, and I went, "Oh yeah, I remember getting a couple of pilsners that mm-hmm. are just just over the top, right?" Yeah, and, and yeah. I did enjoy them, but I felt they were. I think I might have one on my Grand Teton uh, bottles up above. I, oh, I, I got a little concerned. You, you turned your head so <laughs> abruptly. I thought there like, might have been an it's earthquake. It's coming down. It's coming down. He was like, "That's it. It's over." <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning to think that I, I think I remember Grand Teton having an Imperial Pilsner back okay. in the day too. But it, yeah, I, well, when the Germans came to America, they brought their love of German Pilsners and modified the ingredients to what was available. They came up with the classic American Pilsner style. It eventually led to the development of the American Imperial Pilsner. A product of the craft beer movement, the American Imperial Pilsner is kind of a lovingly turned up version of the Pilsner style with more aggressive flavors, hops, and alcohol. Hops typically flavor European, not American, styles with a higher level of spice and bitterness, playing around with some citrus and even some sweet malt flavors. An unofficial beer style, it continues to evolve through individual brewers' interpretations. Double or imperial pilsners typically deliver a more pronounced hop character than traditional Czech or German pilsners. Higher malt levels support... Support... (laughs) Support. uh, Higher malt levels support fermentation to a higher ABV range, and in some examples, the higher hopping balances the malts. Though similar, these lagers go well beyond standard Pilsners in terms of flavor, alcohol, and body. Keep an eye out for these flavorful lager beers, as uh, as most are special releases found only at certain times of the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I put that in because I think that's where you're going to find this style might come out as a, as a special release, something that they mm-hmm. did, you know, just to for the moment, for whatever reason, they, they decided to brew this thing, because that's... That's probably where I've seen the Imperial Pilsner uh, most recently is during a, a special release because they were celebrating something and they wanted to do something big, right? An anniversary right. Pilsner or whatever. But um, well, hey, there's a top 10 list on Imperial Pilsners if you want to check that out. I hate top 10 lists. So I don't want to see top 10. <laughs> I, I put down <laughs> I some, no, I put down ones that, uh, um, that are probably on that top 10 list. Um, mm-hmm. I've had, uh, I, I've had th- three of these on the list, and the other ones I just had to. I, I was trying to find Imperial Pilsners, and I couldn't remember what you know what they were. I didn't have Untapped back, uh, you know, ten years ago or or longer. Yeah. So. <clears throat> A lot of the beers you have on this on this list is on here. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle with it, and and we'll we might discuss it just a smidge. Okay. Maybe we'll go top five. How about that? Okay, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, maybe there's some ones on there that you guys might have heard of and, and mm-hmm. might want to try or have available to you. All right, so some characteristics of the Imperial Pilsner, hoppy, balanced, herbal, citrusy, herbal. and medium-bodied. Uh, your color is going to be gold, and your ABV is going to range between 7.2% and 9.7%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good lawnmower beer right there. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll <laughs> kick your ass real quick. Yeah, yeah you'll be, you'll be uh, mowing back and forth. 
uh, no straight lines in your lawn that that day. Um, the IBUs are going to range anywhere between 40 and 85. And some commercial examples are going to be Sam Adams Hallertal Imperial Pilsner, yeah. Dogfish Head My Antonia, Heavy Seas Small Craft Warning Uber Pills, Firestone Walker Bevo, Bevo Pills, yeah, and Bevo. Rogue Morimoto Imperial Pilsner. Yeah. So that those are some commercial examples, and you put one, two, three, four, five on there. Yeah, the so so hold on. Let me tell you, I, I've had the Sam Adams Halatau uh-huh. Imperial, and I've mm-hmm. had the Bevo from Firestone Walker, and the, I have a bottle here somewhere of the Rogue Mor- Morimoto Mor- Imperial Pilsner. Uh, I also want to say, um, in another characteristic that I've found with these Pilsners is sometimes they can come across uh, boozy alcohol, mm-hmm. like alcohol strong, have a little burn to them, and that's what turns me off to this style if if it comes across too hot yeah uh, and and that's that's just why i wanted to warn anyone that goes for an imperial pilsner sometimes they do come across a, a bit more hot with the uh by amping them up just so you know okay so what's what's the list all right so number 10 morimoto right okay uh was uh from rogue ales number nine scarcity number one from lagunitas oh uh number i might eight. have had that one too yeah. So number eight, my Antonia from Dogfish Head. Um, number seven, Shell's American Pale Lager from August Shell Brewing in Minnesota. Mm, uh, number six, Hallertal Imperial Pilsner from the Boston Beer Company. Number five, Small Craft Warning from Heavy Seas. Heavy Seas. Um, number four, Humulus Lager from the Brewery in California. Number three, Kiwi mm. Rising from Jack's Abbey in massachusetts of course jack's Abbey lager uh, brewery that's, that's a great place <laughs> um number two bevo from firestone walker and number one wild boy hopped lager from straub brewery in pennsylvania wild boy well that sounds like my kind of beer right there yeah. <laughs> wild boy yeah all right so yeah. have you have you experienced any imperial pilsners Chris? um i know i have uh nothing on this list that i can remember Okay. Um, but I've definitely had them because I, I definitely remember, especially in the past mm, past 18 to 24 months, been enjoying more Pilsners, mm-hmm. lagers, things like that. Um, and going towards, again, those those beer flavored beers, right? Okay. Um, going, okay, well, a Pilsner sounds good. I'll have that with dinner and going, mm-hmm. oh, Imperial Pilsner. Let's give that a whirl. <laughs> so, yeah, I've definitely tried some. just haven't yeah. had any that were uh, on this list. How about um you said you've been yeah in the mood for beer flavored beer and and mm-hmm. and tonight you know i'm you're not drinking beer flavored beer because you have two no. peach and stuff in it but yeah you know i just uh dumped in my slow elk i yep. love this uh the slow elk is a, is a cow with some uh, elk elk uh uh antlers uh tied to its head so i <laughs> I, I, I like this can <laughs> you know it's like it's a slow elk it's not a fast elk but this is an oatmeal porter or uh, stout Right. And uh, even though oatmeal is a is an addition to it, I don't consider that in this style to be an adjunct. It's that's part of the brewing normal brewing process. With mm-hmm. it's, it's just adding body to it. It's not adding flavor. It's not adding uh, anything extra. So again, I'm I got two beers, uh, no adjuncts. And of course, if I get to the third one, that's also a it's it's a German malt uh, Martzen beer. So it's it's follows the Ryan Hiska boat. Uh, uh, purity law so of well, course it, it's going to be and, beer, and, beer, beer 
And it's interesting because I grabbed I grabbed a couple of things. Now I have five beers in my cooler. I don't plan on drinking all five of those beers because, you know, I like to not go to bed with spinning in circles. But, you know, I had these two kind of smoothie type beers, yeah, but yeah. the next on deck would be like this amber ale from from Duck oh, Rabbit. Oh, Duck Rabbit. Nice. Um, uh, a, a Kolsch from Double Mountain. Oh, and, I've had, uh, yeah, yeah. And then also green screen vaporizer yeah vaporizer yeah, yeah right? i've had both those yeah yeah yeah, go, so, yeah double mountain is fantastic so yeah. you got those from tavor or they i deliver? didn't so oh. my mother-in-law got me for christmas got me a subscription to the craft beer club okay. and um how that worked out is there is every month they send you a box and each box contains beers from two different breweries and there's two beers from two different breweries. They send you a total of 12 beers. So you get three, three beers of each kind, right? So it'll be okay. six beers from Duck Rabbit, six beers from Double Mountain. And then I've got three of these Kolsch's. I've got three of these Vaporizers. I've got three of these Amber Ales. I got uh, the Duck okay. Rabbit Porter. And, oh, Nice. Uh, yeah, so she the, the porter was fantastic too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she 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 sent me um it was a two month subscription and I was like wow it's great really excited to try it. Um this was something that I actually wanted to talk about because I was really excited about it. And the first one I got um, was back in January, and one of the breweries was from like uh, Alexandria, Virginia, mm-hmm. and I can't remember where the other one was, but I got them and two of the four beers one was a pale ale one was an ipa and i'm always hesitant to have someone send me ipas yeah when yeah. i don't know when it was brewed and that kind of <laughs> so i i you know i said you know what let's uh let's go ahead and go ahead and we'll open these up we'll check them out and both of them were a bit skunky well, not skunky uh oxidized oxidized and yeah, and I normally normally if it's just a bit oxidized, I just suck it up and I drink it, mm-hmm. no big deal. Um but out of the four different beers that I got, two of them were just I I just didn't I couldn't do it, right? It was just too far into that wet cardboard, wet yeah. paper kind of yeah, yeah, gross flavor. Yeah. So I I ended up getting my second box and the two or three days after I got my second box, I, I reached out to him and I called him up and I said, look, I, these, these two, two of these four, they're just so oxidized. I don't even want to drink them. I thought initially, Hey, maybe it's just, maybe it was the one, maybe it was like a, a, a bad packaging error or something, but it's from breweries from different ends of the country. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and they told me, Oh, well, you know, the breweries brew these beers just for us, for our packaging, for our memberships. And I was like, okay, well, and I'll tell you why I think that maybe I just misunderstood that, but why I think that was BS uh, here in just a second. Long story short, I didn't have to argue with them and swear at them. They said, look, hey, you know what? If, if you got some bad beer, we'll just go ahead and extend your membership for an extra month. No okay. questions asked. Hey, no big deal. So the big reason that I thought, hey, what you just told me sounds like a little bit of BS. And I feel like maybe I misunderstood it a little bit. <laughs> I got some beer in my second box from Three Sheeps. Now, do you oh, remember? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Three Sheeps were Dustin. Dustin. Yeah. 
yeah used to work now he works at a zoo i don't know if you follow him no i don't follow i mean i i don't follow him but i know that uh i know that he was following us and you met him in uh in north carolina so he brought me some three sheeps beer when i met him over in Asheville a few Mm. years ago and it was really cool because i got two beers from three sheeps in my second box i was super excited about it first one um And I was really, yeah, because I was like, oh, I've had this stuff before. It's really good. And I took a picture of it and I texted it to him on like Instagram or something. And he goes, oh, yeah, the one was uh, like a milk stout called like uh, Bonbon or something like that. And one was like um, just like a regular IPA, nothing special. And he goes, oh, that IPA, that's my favorite. Like that's my go to um, <laughs> when it's fresh. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> so these beers aren't brewed specifically just for this beer club then like no no i I can tell you just for the two double mountain beers those are Mm -hmm. those are normal beers that are around all the time yeah so (laughs) so again i I feel like i misunderstood the point because i i feel like she said it so it would be this super inclusive thing like you can't get these beers unless you get them through our club yeah, so yeah. that's how i kind of took it but then realizing dustin saying oh yeah that one's one of my favorites <laughs> but i also come to find out too i feel um david makazuki mm-hmm. is part of this this club too because okay. he posted on his untapped the other day every single beer that i got oh. in this last box <laughs> so wait a minute yeah, he's in california laugh. you're in florida uh-huh. and you're getting the same beers it's not like it's like because yeah. lisa to lisa tavor gives you an option to like separate it by region and get beers that you, that you wouldn't normally be yeah. able to get but this is just sending the so, same beers to everyone right and i think i believe that is the case because i can buy duck rabbit here oh yeah right, it's the but same I've thing i've never as, like, had the amber I've never yeah. had the porter. All right. Yeah. I've had their milk stout and I think one other, but that was about it. But it was really cool just to be able to see these and, and try them out. Yeah. Um, because I didn't have to leave the house. I, they sent me 12 beers over, you know, 12 beers on January, 12 beers in February, 12 beers in, in March. And I don't have to be there to sign for them. Oh, they just drop them off on my porch, which is awesome. <laughs> so it was really nice. Um, but they also, not only did they give me this cool little bottle opener. Right? Oh, I um, love bottles. Because God knows. Yeah, I was going to say, God knows you can only, you can never have enough bottle openers. I've got at least 100. Um, <laughs> but like when we were at the, uh, doing the half, the, the Super Bowl show uh, over at the beer garden, Wicked Weed was there. Mm. Right. So not only did I get some cool sunglasses from them, but, oh right um so yeah you're right we can never have enough bottle wait a minute look what you just did that look what i have see there's a hop (laughs) but look what's on the back of it what is it wait double mountain oh no kidding that's cool there you can see it now right yeah 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 (laughs) Oh, that's funny. This is the one I keep here to open bottles when I need one. I just keep it here at my desk. Yeah, so. so I've started leaving. I've started leaving this one. This one came with my first box of that craft beer club. That's a um, that's a sturdy bottle opener. It's it's hefty, man. Yeah. Like it's it's got some weight to it. It's a yeah. good few ounces, um, and it does a really good job. But yeah, I thought it was really funny because I was going through Untapped the other day, which oddly enough I never do. Um, <laughs> I know I've been and, bad. I haven't been on very much this week. And I started looking through there and I'm going, oh, David Makazuki checked into this, you know, duck rabbit beer. Oh, that's cool. I have that in the fridge. 
Oh, there's the there's the double met. Wait a minute. <laughs> and you start he, he got, that he got that for Christmas too. Yeah. So you start seeing that trend. So I thought it was pretty cool. So so you know, remember when uh Chad, I think he wrote a, wrote into us or mm-hmm. he, he mentioned that he got a gift of of a beer. Right. Uh, a, I don't know if it's the same one you're doing or a different one, but then the first batch he got was brute was beer from Maryland, right oh, down the yeah. street from his house. He said, wait a minute. Why are you sending me beer that I can get right down the street? Come on, make this unique. And and I think that's they've got to be better at that, right? If if you can't be sending people beer that they can get down the street, you need to be sending them unique beers and and mm-hmm. make it, you know, do do your job, make it more <laughs> unique, right? <laughs> yeah, don't just make you can't send the same beer to everyone in the United States. Come on, you know, send people stuff that is unique that they won't be able to get. That's what they need to do. Well, do your job. You're hilarious. Yeah, do your damn job. Make it. You know, it's not about the easy button. It's not freaking staples, man. Easy, right. easy, easy. Right. No, yeah. and I think uh, I think this is this would be. I don't know how it would work out, but uh, I'm just kind of taking a quick peek at the uh, at the craft beer club thing. I I don't know how it works out. I don't know if they go okay. Well, hey, you live in the in the south the southwest, then you get this different kind. No, they don't do anything. Obviously, you and you and you and David. David, (laughs) I'm tired. I didn't sleep very well last night. We had a rough start. I didn't sleep last night. I scarfed down my food. I'm surprised I'm not burping up uh, Uh tacos all night, but. but you and David got the same beers. There's no mm. way they're doing anything different between people, right? I mean, come on. What's the chances of you guys, California and Tampa, getting the same beers? That's not unique. So this, uh, the kind of how they're talking about their their beers on, on their website. Um, let's see. You can choose. Okay, you can choose different different options as far as do you get it every month? Do you get it? uh quarterly do you get that kind of thing um and the craft beer selection is the the best selection of premium craft beers you'll find from any beer of the month club well maybe maybe that's true if they all, all suck right. if it's a beer of the month club, <laughs> yeah. um, each the monthly craft beer huh we're the best of the worst type of club right each each monthly uh selection is produced by small production independent artisan craft brewers who use traditional brewing ingredients well duh with creative techniques and time-honored brewing methods in to create their brews um in each shipment we feature two different craft breweries each located in different geographical regions four different craft beer styles with three beers of each style okay um each shipment includes 12 beers from among the best microbreweries in America, many of which have earned top awards for their signature brews. Um, so, yeah, and it, and it made me laugh because one of the things I think I just read it, uh, where'd it go? It was talking about world class mm-hmm. uh, beer, and it just made me think of the episode that you and yeah. I did. Yeah. And I was like, what makes world class <laughs> Exactly. Beer? What makes world class beer? Well, uh, I will. So they are right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like Double Mountain. I think they make quality beer. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get them outside of the Pacific Northwest, most likely. I don't think they, you know, go too far out. Um, and they are small, uh, so I'll, I'll give them that. And Duck Rabbit, same thing, right? Again, mm-hmm. a, a brewery I've heard great things about. People that 
really enjoy that brewery. Small production. Okay, I'll give them that. Three Sheeps, yeah, small, right? We only yeah. know of them because one of our listeners worked there, right? So, yeah. okay. Um, and what was the other one in, in that in that first batch that you uh, – three or that second batch? The second batch was uh, Zipline. Zipline, I've had stuff from them before, which they, oh. gave, they sent me a Kolsch and a Brown Ale, which oh, nice. I really liked. I really like those a lot. So, so I like the fact that the beers you're getting, at least they didn't send you more IPAs, right? The worst mm. beers you can get from these beer of the month clubs are IPAs because you don't know how long they've been waiting to get shipped out. They're not going to be refrigerated. They're going to, they're going to have problems getting a Kolsch brown ale. Um, brown ales are making a comeback. I've seen a lot more breweries brewing brown ales now, which makes me excited because I love brown ales. I oh, know yeah. that so many people think it's just a blah, 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 style that's just like dirty water you know just like flavored water because it's just you know not that no brown ale is a, is a style that you know can allow you to have a little bit darker beer with some of the characteristics that aren't over the top in a porter or a stout and are you know stronger in those than you'd get in in something lighter and i i like those flavors i i'm a big you know i'm a big brown ale fan i i love that more breweries are doing brown ales I love that more breweries are doing Kolsch's. You got the double mountain Kolsch. Now you got this other zipline Kolsch. Hey, mm-hmm. now you can compare. Now you got two to compare and, and see which one does it better or differently, right? That double mountain Kolsch is going to be a little bit different probably than the zipline, right? Because they're going to use different hops. They're going to do a different take on that on that Kolsch style. And it's going to be, you know, nice instead of just getting a stale oxidized IPA yeah. or two. So good. Yeah. All right, we, we kind of went off on a tangent, but that was extra content for everyone because if we okay. didn't do that, we'd only have an hour show. Now we're going to go to an hour and a half. So let's get on <laughs> with our new and noteworthy beers, Chris. You you want to start or you want me to start? No, I'll go ahead and start. Okay. Um, and these were all um, – okay, I can't say all of them. The first two were were beers that we had at the, uh, the Super Bowl episode, mm-hmm. and then um, – I'm glad to say that I got a, a Bourbon County variant in here too that I did really like. The wheat wine. Oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to give it away, but yeah, That's I'm okay. a big fan of wheat wine. Yeah, I am too. And uh, even it's funny that that we mentioned the fact that it was when we were at the at the beer garden. This was a beer that Joel talked about. He was mm-hmm. like, "It's so good," and mm-hmm. I ended up. I still have. I had a bottle in the fridge, and then said, "Okay, well, then it's definitely time to give it a shot." Anyway, so you guys didn't open it during that day he brought it out no. but didn't open it okay no 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 so that was i actually had that beer at the house before before he even talked oh. about it oh okay. So, okay so it was uh nice to be able to give that a shot but the first beer is going to be from north coast brewing the rye whiskey barrel aged old rasp oh boy i'm so envious of you man uh, <laughs> it gave this one four and a half caps um and it might have just been one I was already a little bit on the buzz side, uh, <laughs> but two, um, you know, we, we were trying to drink a lot of different things really quickly and it was, it was a little difficult. So I, yeah. it was from what I did have of it, it was, it was very enjoyable. Um, I think I had, had about four ounces of it. I did like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, the, the barrel, the barrel was really nice. Cause at this point, you know, two, three years that it's been sitting, um, the barrel, the barrel flavors kind of, Kind of come together a little bit better and it's not just oh you get the booze flavor you get some of the you know the beer flavor and the roastiness no it all kind of had the time to just mellow out a little bit and and worked out really well um 
the next one is going to be Cigar City's Apple Brandy Barrel Aged Hunapu. Okay. So, this, so talk about this one because I know Joel was a big fan, but the other guys weren't too big on it. So what they you, weren't what was your too take? Too big on it. I and it was when we got it, and it was ice cold. Yeah. It yeah. was ice cold and and I don't know if you remember, but I was going, I want to let this warm up a yeah. little bit. Like it's yeah. in that little taster. And I'm like, I want to let this warm up and I set it down. Um, because I know that's one of those beers that I mean, I mean, you know the story of how he got it. Like mm-hmm. the, the the rep, his rep stood in line for it. Yeah. For him. Yeah. I had and to pay for it. Like, and yeah, wait in line and pay for it to bring yeah. it to him. <laughs> So it was um, it was nice to be able to get the opportunity to not only try it, but then let it sit, warm up, smell it, enjoy it, mm-hmm. and just taste it. And then get that, that yeah, there was a little bit of that alcohol burn in there. It was a little warm, but, you know, you could taste some of that, the apple flavors and the, and the barrel. And then the, just the Hunapu is that, that dark, roasty chocolate, um, what's in there chilies and and mm. cocoa or cacao nibs and um just it was so good uh it was it was a little on the sweet side though that's why it didn't make five caps for me yeah yeah i was afraid of the sweetness might be mm-hmm. too much but i'm glad you let it warm up uh and and once everything warms up it all kind of starts to blend together yeah. and you're gonna have the flavors come out and not just yeah be too much and, so good and i good. feel like that's why tim and dan were just like uh no because <laughs> they probably picked it up smelled they probably it smelt went, it and that was oh, it no. like oh no this is not me i like yeah. hops right give and me the give uh, me the the big uh double ipas yeah and that and i feel like that that's where they did themselves a disservice because you know you and i both know and i know joel does because joel did the same thing he set it down mm-hmm. on the table and he let it sit and then you know five ten minutes later he was like all right let's give this a try yeah, yeah. um so really good. 4.75 caps for that beer. Um, next on the list is what you, we just mentioned earlier, the Goose Island Beer Company's Bourbon County Carmella Wheat Wine. Yeah. And again, a little on the sweet side. That's why I didn't make five caps. But okay. yeah, the apple, the cinnamon, the, the again, kind of the, a little bit of the booziness from the wheat wine. It was just all around good. Just all around good. Mm um 4.75 caps for that beer and um i would i would honestly i'd buy that again okay i really buy that again it wasn't it wasn't the kentucky fog yeah well but you didn't like the kentucky fog i didn't no Uh, i Um, did i liked it and but but uh but i'm glad that you got one that you really appreciate because that's good and i have four i had four variants right i had just the regular one i had the kentucky fog i have the or I had the Carmella wheat wine, and I think I have like uh, whatever the birthday one is. Yeah, or the birthday like one. That. Yeah, that one's supposed to be good too. So yeah, enjoy and, that and one. I'm hoping you know I'm glad to say that it's I'm it's probably not going to be like oh well it's Kentucky fog all over again. <laughs> um, you know I think that was just a fluke, right? Yeah. And and that's somebody told me the other day. Oh well, you know I I got the you know, school someone the other day where they said, Oh, you know, saisons and farmhouse sales. I just can't, I can't. And I went, <laughs> you just haven't tried the right yeah, one. Yeah. Keep trying. Yeah. yeah. Keep trying them. Cause I, <laughs> that I is the same way. Ch- Chad keeps trying them and he's getting some that he's feeling more appreciation for. He still yeah. is not, he's not on board with all the saison, but he's, he found a couple that aren't too bad. So well, it, like, um, like John's his saison, I don't like saisons. Mm-hmm. His was delicious. Mm. And it was, again, just telling people all the time, just keep trying them. You'll find yeah. one that you like. Yeah. 
Um, and the last one is from Arcane Ale Works right here in Florida, Moana Mustard. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. And um, it is a Dole Whip inspired sour. So if you're not familiar with Dole Whip, uh, it's big here at Disney, but Dole Whip is the, that pineapple. Almost, it's almost ice cream, but it's dairy free. Okay. Um, it's uh, okay. Well, I know it's dairy free because Megan can get it and she loves Dole Whip. So mm. it was basically a pineapple Dole Whip inspired sour. And man, it was just delicious. It, it sounds again. good. But but where does the mustard come into play here? So mustard, I think it was just kind of a joke because it's super yellow. Oh, okay. Right. Um, it was it was you know with the pineapple, uh, yeah, and using Moana like the uh, the Disney movie. I, I think it was just kind of a, you know, okay, trying to be clever, yeah, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, four point two five caps for that beer, and it was uh, it was it was just really good. I did get that at the beer garden, <laughs> but you know, it's I, I'm basically going like all things fermented reality, right? It's just there you go, like, yeah. B cups have some. Uh, we love our fermented garden. reality. That's yeah. right. B cups are so. great. I've been, I actually put away my B cups. I've been drinking most of my beers out of B cups, and I went back to my Willie Becker because I also love this glass. So mm-hmm. I have a few of these. I have a Drew Brew, and I have a Crux, and I have a, I had a couple more, but they got broken. Yeah, but I love this style of cup because it's just nice and tall, and I just like the shape. And it's got you know, it's it's got a little bit of grab, so you don't slip out of your hand. It's just, yeah. it's a great cup. I'll be honest, I was curious to know what it would what it would take to uh, put our logo on one of these. So I thought about that too, but I didn't want to stretch our friendship with Joel too much. Oh, I didn't <laughs> didn't want to say for free. No, no, not for free, but even. You know, I, I I mean, I'm sure it's something that would be tough uh, to do in small batches, right? I don't, you know, and and even even getting getting the screen print done for for our logo, like one mm-hmm. color, one side, one color. You know, they want fifty dollars just to create the screen print, right? So right yeah. off the bat, fifty dollars before you even start anything, and then it's per per glass. And again, the more glasses, the cheaper it becomes because everything you know reduces. So uh it's it, it, it's understandable uh you know if you're a a business who's ordering a thousand glasses then it's nothing right because you're going to order a, a big bulk amount that 50 dollars is going to get put into a thousand glasses so it's only a few cents a, a glass and it's not that big a deal but when we're ordering small batches like we are it, it it adds up and and i i thought about asking joel hey is there a way of putting a logo on a b cup and we can just you know, send out B cups to people. They'd be I mean, so much cheaper to ship. Yeah. And I'd even send, I'd even send them four. Right. If I, right. if I could get a box of four with our logo and I just send a whole box to them with our logo, I, I would love to do it, but I I wasn't prepared to go through that hassle of, of having him. I mean, maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it uh, when we, we chat next, see if it is something we can do in the future. You know, mm-hmm. Might be good. All right. Well, you know what, Chris? Uh, let's get my new and over. Yeah, let's get going oh, sorry because let's get, uh, get yeah, it. Yeah, we're starting. We're starting to get long in the show now. <laughs> I don't want to get too long, but uh, um, so I'm starting off. I got my phone ready with my untapped. Uh, I, I, I've been drinking Jim Dandy today with my uh, their new canning, sixteen ounce cans. Jan, mm-hmm. you know, Jim Dandy uh, Babushka. I love this Russian Imperial Stout. Very, very good. But uh, the other beer that I gave a five cap rating for while I was down there 
is their Jim Dandy Muckluck uh, Cascadian Dark Ale, or Black IPA, if you want to call it that. Uh, Five-cap rating. I am so happy that Black IPAs are making a comeback because I love that style, and a lot of breweries are brewing them. I've been drinking every one I can get. I, you know, I, I mentioned that that uh, Sawtooth Brewing's uh, mustache ride. I've got four cases I've been drinking you know, because I just <laughs> I, every time I see it, I just grab more because it's still on the shelves. No one else is drinking it. I got it. I make sure that they sell well so that they keep brewing it because I love that beer. Um, so here on the Muckluck. Uh, I said, I've been eager to try this ever since seeing it posted on Facebook, and it does not disappoint. Dark malt roastiness up front with a very pleasant citrusy hop flavor and piney bitterness. So glad the style is making a comeback. Five cap rating. So well done, Davis and Haley. I love this beer. And you guys knew I'd love it too. You guys commented uh, that, hey, you're going to love this beer. And and they weren't kidding. Um, The next one is going to Fremont Brewing. Now, Chris, um, you know, you, you know, we, we, you know, messaged back and forth throughout the week and you had the opportunity, I think a couple of times to purchase the beer I'm going to talk about, yeah. uh, from Fremont Brewing. Uh, now the problem is, is this beer, uh, had a hefty price tag on Tavor. It had a hefty price tag here locally when it first arrived, but they started, they, I guess they started discounting it. Um, and Sarah picked it up for me for Valentine's day. So I didn't have to, I didn't buy it myself. My lovely wife got me a Valentine's gift, and it was this Fremont Brewing Cinnamon Coconut Bee Bomb, the 2021 version. Okay. Uh, now, this beer was $36 a bottle for 22 ounces uh, a month ago. Do you want to see what w- I did end up getting? Oh, did you get it? What did you get? Uh, so I got the... Which uh, one is... Is it the... It's not the uh, uh, Centaur one, is it? No. Oh. So it's the... Uh, oh, the Coffee Coke. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, the Dark Star. So, so, so Dark Star is awesome too. I, I love, love Dark Star. Star. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially just the base beer in itself. Yeah. I really like. Yeah. Um, but this is coffee and cacao, vanilla, barrel aged Dark Star. And I think this one, yeah, this one, this one was the same as yours. It was 35 yeah. bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're expensive. So I don't like spending that kind of money. But if it's a gift, I'm not going to turn it down. I mean, no. So, why, why would you? That'd yeah. Be so, rude. So here's what I said here. I said a Valentine's Day gift from, oh, I, of course, I forgot the F and from uh, Rom, my <laughs> wife. Uh, oh, my God. This aroma is incredible. I'll tell you what, the aroma, just smelling this beer literally made me shiver in delight. Uh, it mm. smells wonderful. Uh, toasted coconut and cinnamon on the nose that falls right into uh, upfront flavor along with uh, chocolate and dark brown sugar and bourbon barrel spirit character to finish there was a lot going on with this beer and you could literally smell it taste mm-hmm. it up front taste it through the mids taste it to the finish and everything had a different flavor in there and none of the flavors were overwhelming you still got a sense of that winter l that that big winter warmer underneath along with these other characters uh, a complete incredible beer that that you know what it's it's a beer that yes it's expensive but you won't be disappointed in the fact that it's a fantastic beer and uh, i gave it a five cap rating even for the price wow i mean that's, that's saying, saying a lot, a lot. yeah yeah it is, it, 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 normally i dock it for price yeah i do the price i do i do that's the way i roll <laughs> mm. okay uh, let me find the next beer um 
The next beer is a local beer from Boise Brewing here in uh, downtown Boise. And uh, it's called the Tropkick Ale. It's a red ale. Now, you don't ever hear much about red ales, right? You hear about ambers, you hear about IPAs, pails, all that. But red ales don't get a, a very big, you know, they're like brown ales, right? Red and brown mm-hmm. ales are like, you know, they're, they're the forgotten styles. But when you when you get a red ale that is just like uh, a a nice combination of some of an amber with the maltiness, but with an IPA, like a, you know, like almost like a red IPA finish, but it has a nice hoppy finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, this beer is that beer. It's that beer that gives you that malt up front and gives you that nice uh, flavorful finish, a uh, bitter finish. And I totally love it. I said, when I said it on tap, I said, damn, loving this beer, nice malt flavor. That is really making me happy. I gave us a four and a half cap rating. Um, Hey, I can't argue with a good red ale. Uh, yeah. Amber ales and red ales aren't necessarily one of my favorite styles, but when a good one comes out, um, I have to give it credit where credit's due. All right, the next one is uh, Lumberyard Brew. Lumberyard? Oh, hold on. Lumberbeard. Yeah. What happened there? It must have changed my thing. I knew it was Lumberbeard. Lumberbeard brewing well interestingly enough so as we talk about stuff yeah i tend to tag those breweries when we okay. talk about them okay so there is a lumberyard brewing company oh. too <laughs> is it really yeah. oh sorry i hope i didn't mess you up there because it's supposed nope, to be lumber I didn't, beard <laughs> i didn't hit enter yet so you okay were, good you were good to go yeah this is a brewery in washington state um okay i found it <laughs> yeah and uh, i got um this came into boise uh, mm. Again, brand new into the area, so I saw that they had a beer. I, the, for one thing, the logo caught my attention, right? Because it's a guy, it's a guy with a hot beard and a beanie cap, and I'm like, hey, that's me right there, right? I, I can dig that. Uh, I dig the name Lumberbeard, unique, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the first beer I see from him is one is literally one of my favorite beer styles of all time, the Belgian Dark Strong Ale wow, it was meant to be. I couldn't pass it up. I had to grab it. Um, so let me read about this beer. Uh, beautiful mahogany color, sweet dates and dark fruit aroma. Flavor is fantastic with rich dried fruit and Belgian sugar with a, with a toffee malt character as well. Uh, really well done. Um, it's a really well done uh, Belgian dark strong. Looking forward to trying more from this brewery. Four and a half cap rating. Um, yeah. Uh, really, I mean, come on! From the first beer I had from this brewery, uh, they they really impressed me with this beer. And uh, Belgian dark strong ales aren't easy to master. Uh, mm-hmm. So much can go wrong, right? You get that you get that that sugar off balance a little bit, and becomes a little bit too sweet. Um, that can really destroy a beer. Um, so it, it's nice that they did a, a very well, a very good job on this one. I really enjoyed it. All right, next one, Almanac Beer Company. Now. On the Fermented Reality Beer Cast, we've talked about Almanac a little bit because Almanac is one of those breweries out of California in the San Jose uh, area of California that I love their beer. Um, I really love their, I used to drink all their sour beers. They were, they're probably my favorite sour beer brewery. Uh, they just make so many good sour beers that are so drinkable and, and fantastic that, um, that yeah, I, I, I love them, love their beer. And I'm trying to find a beer on my untapped now. I got so many beers on here. Uh, and so when I saw this uh, this beer style come up that I wasn't used to seeing 
from Almanac because I usually drink their their uh, their sour ales. I had to go and try it, and this was called uh, My Old Friend Dark Lager. Uh, and, and again, I've been, I've, I've always enjoyed dark lagers and nobody really brews many of them. And mm-hmm. so now I'm starting to see more dark lagers come out. I drink a couple of dark lagers in this last month that breweries are putting out that I've really enjoyed. So this one, I say the aroma on this beer is amazing. Hazelnuts on the nose and up front on the flavor, uh, easy drinking. and reminds me a lot of a good nut Brown with a lager finish. Uh, a, a, with a touch more uh, roasty character. Uh, cheers to beer flavored beer. Mm-hmm. And what surprised me about this one is I'm not a huge hazelnut fan. I think hazelnuts come across too strong in a lot of things, and so I Certainly. don't I don't usually like them. This was well done, where it just had a hint of those hazelnuts that just kind of gave a good um, compliment to the to the beer. And and I, I loved it. And I know there's pro- there's not real hazelnuts in there, right? This is just coming out from the malts that they use gave off this hazelnut character. But I thought it was really well done. And I gave this one also a four and a half cap rating. Really, really loved it. Okay, one last beer. And this one is called is from Melvin Brewing out of Wyoming. And it's called the Velvet Rut Smoked Beer. Now, this is for Tara. I, I know that Tara is a big fan of smoked beers. Me, not so much a big fan. But um, this was a smoked brown ale, if I remember correctly. Or no, smoked porter. And I am a fan of smoked porters. So I had to give it a try. And the can art was kind of cool. I like the can art. Uh, and you know what? It didn't disappoint me. So let me read what I said about this beer when I had it uh, back in January. <laughs> it's been it's amazing how long it's been since we've been checking yeah. in beers. Um, I was nervous about this smoke porter, but I trust Melvin, and I was not let down. The smoke is present up front, and the aroma in the aroma and flavor. Then it quickly blends into a dark roast malt and fades nicely into the finish. Super smooth and creamy, a delight. And uh, that sums it up right there, right? When a beer can take a flavor that can be so polarizing as smoked flavor can be in a mm-hmm. beer and blend it in perfectly to go with the, the other characters in there and make it so that it doesn't linger on, it doesn't carry too far, it's just right. You know what? I really appreciate a beer like that. So mm-hmm. um, four and a half cap rating for that as well. All right, that's my new Norley beers. And, uh, I'm looking at, okay, I didn't get anything. I got some notices from my buddy Hong Lee in Singapore. Hong yeah. Lee, is he on, is he, did he post in um, our thing? Not sure. I haven't seen okay. anything pop up from him. Well, Hong Lee, if you're listening, uh, hey, thanks for joining in and, and watching us for a few minutes. Uh, yes, my backdrop is uh, spectacular. Those are beer bottles that, uh, that I've drank all of them. And uh, yeah, Hong Lee and I have been friends for many years and uh, we haven't had a chance to see each other for a while because I usually meet him when I'm in uh, Israel. You know, he comes from Singapore, we meet up in Israel and we go drinking and having a good time, but I haven't gone to Israel in a year. Thanks I, COVID. Yeah. Thanks COVID for screwing up my travel plans, but you know, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's the new thanks Obama. No? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thanks COVID. Yes. All right. So Chris, let's wrap this thing up because I don't want to hit the two hour mark. So but before we do, we always like to give a chance to give a toast or cheers out, cheers to some people like to give a cheers to. So who would you like to toast tonight? 
I'm really excited about uh, raising a glass to John and Kristen Ream over at Trek Brewing uh, because this past weekend they canned their very first beer, yeah. the Canteen Cream Ale. Yes. Um, and I was watching a video on Facebook uh, of, of them using their new canning machine and just the smile on John's face was just absolutely fantastic, <laughs> right? He's loading cans in. I would imagine it's Kristen taking the video and pulling the cans out of the other side mm-hmm. and just seeing him smile. Just, it was, it was really like, if, if you were looking at how the, the frame was set up, like you could see him and looking at our video, like you could see his face, like right here. And then it would kind of fade out and <laughs> go back in and out of frame. Um, cheers to you guys. Congratulations on, on all, on all the excitement that's going on over at, at Trek. Um, I hope to be able to get a hold of some of your beers and cans, not only because I know the beer is going to be terrific, but the can art is awesome. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that they also posted something on their, uh, on their social media that they are in a contest for best label art as well. Nice. Nice. So um, if you guys head over to their Facebook page, um, they are in a competition for the, uh, for their trail magic label art. So if you want to go over there and give them a vote, um, I'll go ahead and share that up on our Facebook page too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I think Tara and I, I, I don't know who else, but I did see that Tara and I were in the live video. We Like we watched it live when it was happening mm-hmm. um, yesterday morning or Saturday morning. I can't remember when it was, but yeah, we, I just happened to get a notice and I was like, oh, I'll check that out. And I just hit it. Yep. And then uh, we, we were in there and I saw Tara's, uh, name pop up when i was there too so i think we were both watching it live and then i thought it was gonna be longer than just like 30 seconds i'm like is it over i'm like <laughs> i'm trying to reconnect i'm like wait a minute it's the same thing it was like a 30 second uh, video but it was still cool and then if, and then jeff seiler just popped in and said trek brewing rocks and I oh yeah definitely agree with you <laughs> yeah they, there was some comments i think that you know people were asking hey are you going to distribute um you know outside the state and they said right now we're we're focused on local distribution and then working the world next yep. after that. <laughs> yeah. You got to work your way out guys. It, it's coming, but just yeah. be patient with them. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Danny? Who would you like to raise a glass to? All right. Well, you know, I like to always raise a glass to uh, our Patreon supporters. So I always like to do one Patreon supporter per show. And I'm going to raise my glass to our buddy, Chad Lamassa. I still have a little beer here. Cheers to you, Chad, for being there's, a supporter. There's a little bit in there Yeah, for me too. Cheers, Chad. I also want to, uh, also, I put on here, happy, happy birthday, uh, 2021, um, but happy 50th birthday. It's your big one, Seriously. too. I didn't even, uh, I feel like it's such a loser by not uh, uh, wishing you a happy birthday yesterday. So happy birthday. Um, I also want to raise a glass to my, my buddy, Bob Ward. Um, we went out for beers at Clairvoyant Brewing last week. Um, we hadn't had a chance to get together for a long time. And uh, it was just nice that we were able to get out there. Uh, I brought him a beer from Jim Dandy to, to take home and, and share with his son. A nice big dandy can, a 32-ounce beer of, of the Westie, which is a fantastic West Coast double IPA. Really, really well done uh, beer. And um, we got together and drank some beers and just chatted for a few hours. And just it was just nice to almost get back to something you know normal as normal as we can get right now with our mask and everything but it was nice you know i got to get back to clairvoyant i hadn't been to clairvoyant since this whole covid thing started because uh you know i'm not getting out that much so that that was nice so cheers to you bob thank you for for coming out and drinking with me and and sharing some you know some good times and i also want to raise my glass to one of my new untapped 
followers, which I'm assuming he's following us from uh, the show. So Jeff Weiss, uh, thank you for uh, for following us, and hopefully you're enjoying the show. And uh, you can write us an email or follow us on social media and let us know what you like. I saw you did toast a couple of my uh, my beers on Untapped, and I look forward to interacting with you once I'm on Untapped again. I haven't uh, been on Untapped for about a week now, but I'll I'll get back on there. I go through spurts where I drank all my beers two weeks ago, and now I'm back to drinking the same stuff I always drink. So it's not yeah. it's not it's not so special anymore. Yeah, he also followed me as well. Yeah, um, and, yeah good. And he had one of his most recent check ins was from February twentieth. Was the uh, Zymer Curious series Wood Aged Imperial Kentucky Common from the Zymer Kentucky Common? Huh. So I, I'm. He said it's the perfect amount of aging great beer, four and three quarter caps for that beer. Mm, wow. uh, Zymercracy Beer Company. All right. So that, and it sounds, seems like he's checking into a fair amount of, well, at least the first couple of check-ins that I read was, was from the, from those guys. So cheers to you, Jeff. Thanks yeah. for following us. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, hear from you again soon. Of course. I think he's from North Dakota, if I remember correctly. He's a Nodak? I think so. I don't know. I, I don't want to offend him if he's not. But uh, I, uh, I, I, I've I, never heard that term, Denny, until, until I said you it? talked about it. Yeah, we have right? a lot of Nodaks here in, uh, and, in Boise. Uh, <laughs> and oddly enough, I did a lot of recruiting in North and South Dakota for quite a while. Never heard that term. Okay. Well, so. maybe it's just a Boise term that we call the Nodaks that come in from North Dakota. They recruit maybe. a lot here. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Maybe. It's all good. Yeah, all right. Zymercracy Zymer, is right. in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Oh, South Dakota. Well, you know what? If you're in South Dakota, uh, Jeff, then uh, if you know where Madison is uh, or uh, Herman Lake, uh, that's where my relatives are, are at. I, I, I descended from Herman Luce, uh, if, if you're familiar with that. So send me a note if you've heard of Herman Luce or Herman Lake or Madison, uh, South Dakota. All right. Well, you know what? Being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. I hope all those deployed can return home safely to their loved ones very soon. And Chris, uh, do you, how about give a shout out to our sponsors? Yeah, at the forefront. Let's try again. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> at the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality, they screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. All right. And you can find the beers and links to the articles mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at tapthecraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at loose screw. And Chris, how can the listeners follow you? Uh, so you can never find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82. You know what? That never gets old saying that. <laughs> it never does. Uh, uh, you can find me also on untapped and Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five. And of course you can always interact with us on everything, social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. If you even want to get on there at yeah. tap the craft. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to your close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. And we ask you to please tell a friend and of course, subscribe 
on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, Castbean, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now Amazon Podcast, or however, oh, and Pandora. I forgot to put Pandora on there, too. Yep. And yep. however you listen to your podcast. As a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Thank you.